0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode 98 of Teaching Tales, a podcast totally devoted to sharing stories in the world of education. I am your host, Brent Coley, an elementary principal in beautiful Southern California. We are on episode, we're almost to 100, episode 98. I'm really excited. We were talking before we started recording. I've got the pleasure of talking with Vernon Wright. Vernon, how are you this evening?
1: And I tell you, I am doing well. Such an honor, privilege, and pleasure to be here with you all today, you as the host, and of course, all of your listeners as well.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, as we were saying before, but well, first of all, give us a little background. I mean, I I was saying that I have followed you for a long time on Twitter, have admired your work. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to get to talk with you right now, but for anyone who's not familiar with you, give the listeners an idea. Who is Vernon Wright?
1: Yeah, well, again, what an honor, privilege, and pleasure uh, to be here on your show. And, um, you know, I I will tell you that I came from very, very humble beginnings. And so if there's someone that is listening to this right now, and I will say this to the folks that are listening, um, there is no coincidence you're listening to this. There is no happenstance. Um, There's always a reason. There's always a plan. There's always a purpose. And uh, I came from very humble beginnings. A um, speaker, author, consultant, and an educational leader as well. And so I spent a little bit of time after acquiring my bachelor's degree uh, at the Great Texas Wesleyan University. Shout out there to them. spent a little bit of time in the business world. to got to a certain point and you know it, it was very evident and clear that I needed to go to graduate school to pursue the next level. And I said, you know what? I think I'm going to jump into teaching and just kind of hang out there for a minute or two until I decide what I want to do. And uh, got into that. And how many of you know that once you get into something, uh, it can turn into something even longer. Yes. And uh, there, of course, is this term serendipity, which uh, is really what I lived out, which was really finding what the real thing was through the process of me doing something else. And so about year two, year three of this thing called teaching started out as a high school teacher, by the way in this very, very, very small town called Dallas. Some of you may have heard out of her, <laughs> a little facetious there, and um, was approached about leadership. Went back to school, got my master's degree in leadership, and uh, have had so many different opportunities that I am so grateful for, uh, and to have served in different roles, teacher, teacher leader, member of campus administration, member of district support. So uh, privilege and honor to be here with you today.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm, the pleasure is mine. And I know that uh, the last episode uh, that we did, I had uh, Rosalba on and, and you had uh, responded to a tweet about that episode and said, like, love what you guys are sharing. And, and you, you, you typed, we're definitely in the people business. And that resonated so deeply with me because I just, it's like, we're on the same wavelength. It's like, oh my gosh, I think I messaged you like that night saying like, <laughs> we got to talk Vernon. I need you to be on the podcast because I could not agree more. We are in the people business. And so when you say like, tell me about this. Tell, tell me when you say like, what prompted you to say that? I can tell already
1: that's your passion. Wh- wh- why do you say we're in the people business? You're very, very gracious, sir. <laughs> so uh, here's what I say, right? What I say is this. And it's really one of the lessons that I learned in leadership uh, many, many moons ago was if I was going to do something extraordinary, typically it wasn't me alone. It was me in conjunction with other people. And what I learned and what I saw, right, was that um, it really wasn't about my position per se on an organizational chart. And I'm just going to throw out a little pro tip here for those that Uh, are listening. And those that maybe are followers of mine, you know that when I go on different podcasts, sometimes I'll throw out a pro tip as I feel led to. So if you're listening, great place to take notes. If you're driving or operating heavy machinery, (laughs) replay this later. Please be safe by all means. There we go. But uh, the first thing that I'm going to throw out as a pro tip is a book called The Five Levels of Leadership by John C. Maxwell. And so when I started going through this book at the time, I was in graduate school, I was working on my master's thesis and, uh, you know, going through different um, books and things like that to go ahead and have the culmination of that end product. And one of the things that I learned, and I don't want to be a spoiler alert for the book, but I will share this, was that real leadership was about influence. And let me say that again, for those that are listening, in case you didn't catch that again, real leadership is about influence. And then I started thinking, and I was like, this is interesting, right? How does someone have influence? Well, in order for people to have influence in our lives, whether it's in the professional or personal realm, we have to believe at the core level. Folks that are listening, please hear me out when I say this. We have to believe at a core level that that other individual truly cares about us as an individual, as a human being. And so whether that person is the CEO, the superintendent, the uh, educational commissioner for at the state level, or even if they're the head of the US Department of Education, we have to understand and we have to feel, not only understand in our heads, We have to fill in our hearts that, you know what, this other person truly cares about me. Once we believe and once we know and once we feel that people truly care about us, we'll give that person a voice in our lives. I really like that term and that phrase. That's one of the phrases that one of my long-term mentors has used for a long time, which is giving people a voice in our lives. And so once we give a person a voice in our lives, meaning that we're going to listen not only to what they say, but we're really going to go ahead and treasure that and maybe even act upon that, that person has then become an influential person in what we do. So I'll tell you a little story that's kind of interesting along the lines, and this was back when I was in the corporate world, and I was working at a place and, and we were kind of, you know, doing some different things and uh, we needed to go ahead and work a little extra beyond what our normal work time was. And we were dealing with a really, really heavy load of some different things and projects we were working on. And I remember sitting on this floor, just basically you would call it a cube farm. Some of you out there are familiar with what a cube farm is. And I remember one of the vice presidents walking out onto the floor from his very, very nice corner office. And he came over to us and we were all wondering, what is the vice president doing over here? Like he left his corner office, someone must be in trouble. (laughs) Right. And so he walks over and and in essence, he basically says to us, hey, guys, help me out. I want to help you guys out. Like, like, what do I need to do to help you guys out? I want to be a part of this. And we all kind of looked at each other. and We were like, is this like a prank? Mm -hmm. Is this a joke? Where's the cameras? Right. And that's that's who he really was as a person. And so I really, you know, obviously I'm telling that story many, many moons later. I really learned a lesson that day, many lessons, really. But one of the lessons was this guy truly cared about us as individuals. He could have stayed in his corner office, had a very corner, very nice corner office in a high-rise building, could have stayed there, said, that's not my problem. That's what those people are hired to do and gone on about his business, right? He was doing very, very well financially, very well. And so when he came out and he did that, it really made this impression upon me. And I came to this epiphany, another great place to take notes. If you are not already, again, if you're driving, operating heavy machinery, please play this back later. Always be safe. But if you're able to take notes, this is another pro tip. He was in the people business. And I want to draw another correlation to the great late Zig Ziglar. And he often said this, no matter what business you're in, and I'm paraphrasing, no matter what business you're in, you're in sales. And so anything that we're going to do, folks, involves other people working with us, but not just working, or sometimes we say in the business, collaborating, not just collaborating with us, ladies and gentlemen, but really being together. And I will tell you this, here's a litmus test. Some of you may say, well, Vernon, I'm not, not really sure about that. That could be the case. I don't know. And I'll say this, especially within the educational realm. How many of you that are listening, you can just think this to yourselves, right? How many of you have been sitting in a room and someone very high up on the organizational chart was there and, you know, you greeted them and you were nice to them. And, you know, obviously you have pleasantries for them, respecting their title and their position. But someone that was a veteran, someone that has a proven track record, walks in that is many levels lower on the organizational chart, and everyone in the room stops to hear what they have to say. And that's influence, ladies Mm -hmm. and gentlemen. And that's the reason why, no matter what it is we're doing, we are always in the people business, because I will say this, uh, and then I'll go on mute here. Uh, I will say this. If I always have a situation where people are willing to truly not help me, but to truly, and I'm going to use a phrase here that maybe we don't always talk about, but to truly partner with me, I can move mountains. We can move mountains. Ah.
0: Gosh. Well, I'm taking notes, Vernon. I am not <laughs> You're very operating. Gracious, sir. I am not operating heavy machinery. And no, and I just jotted down influence doesn't depend on your title. And I yes, and right. I I could not agree. It doesn't matter. Again, I'm the I'm an elementary school principal. Yeah, I got a business card that says principal. Do I have influence? Yes. But it's not because of the title, because I've got, like you said, the person who could be several tiers down in terms of the organizational chart but i've also got playground aides out there who have heck they've got sometimes a lot more influence than i do or our custodians i mean because they're because they're in the trenches and the kids look up to those people and they will listen to those people um no i i absolutely you, When you were talking about that, too, it reminded me I heard a story a long time ago. Uh, Lou Holtz, the the great guy, great,
1: great guy, famous, Maybe. famous coach. Famous. Everyone knows him and, Went on to be a speaker, of course.
0: Yeah. And I, I love listening to him. And I heard him tell the story of when he got when he got the coaching job at Notre Dame. And he said that the person took him down to, to down to the to the locker room in the coach's office pointed at the nameplate that said coach by the door and said, Mr. Holtz, I can make you the coach of this team because coach is a title and titles come from above, but I can't make you the leader of this team because the players will choose who they will follow. And I, isn't that I, remarkable? That's I did, remarkable? I mean, it's, it's, I mean, that's, and that's Lou Holtz and that's like one of the greatest, coaches of all time, but he understood from an early, from early on that my title, my business card, my nameplate, it doesn't mean anything. If I'm not worthy of falling, like you said, the vice president getting out of his corner office and getting in the trenches, getting his hands dirty, rolling up his sleeves saying, what can I do to help? That's influence.
1: Yeah. And, and I will say this, you know, again, not to be a, a spoiler alert, But I I will throw out another little pro tip about the five levels of leadership by John C. Maxwell. If you've not by chance heard of John C. Maxwell, great international Mm -hmm. uh, guy, internationally renowned, internationally known as a leadership expert, Um, he has written several books for the five levels of leadership, happens to be one of my all time favorites uh, and has been, obviously, for quite some time. But he calls just what you described. Authority from a position on an organizational chart, authority from a position on a business card,
0: mm-hmm. authority
1: from, as I've shared with people before, maybe a reserve parking space, uh, wherever people are going to park at. That's level one leadership. So, in other words, I want people to respect me and to honor my authority because of the standing that I have in my official role. hmm. But what I have found over the years in my different uh, practices and in the different roles that I have been in, both in and outside of education, is simply this. When a person's leadership, right? Again, great place to take notes. Going to drop another pro tip here. So honored, privileged, and pleasured. and, And what a pleasure it is to be here with you all here on the show. When a person is relegated to having authority and influence that is just level one leadership. It's just about, here's my title. Here's where I'm at it. And you might wonder, you know, Vernon, how do I know if I've, I've worked for or worked with someone like that? If you've ever heard someone say, and I know it's no one listening here on the podcast, <laughs> if you've ever heard someone say, just tell them that I said it and I'm the so-and-so-and-so-and-so-and-so title, and they've said their title out loud that the so-and-so-and-so-and-so says to do it, right? That's very much so level one leadership. But when you lead from that perspective, here's what people do. And here's the pro tip, ladies and gentlemen, people give you compliance. They don't give you innovation. Let me say that one again. Great place to take notes. People give you compliance. They don't give you innovation. Well, Vernon, explain to us, share with us a little bit about what that means. Here is simply what that means. What that simply means is this. They will do just enough so that they are not, quote unquote, in trouble or on a, quote unquote, bad list. But when you are leading from a compliance-based perspective, People will not come in every single day and say, you know what? I really want to do something awesome and cool today that benefits this organization. And I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, this is one of the reasons why people have left, even some people in education, Mm -hmm. but people have left different positions and different roles to go work for things like startups. Because that really was their passion. It was really where they felt like, you know what? I feel like someone cares about me. This is not a situation where someone's trying to tell me I need to go ahead and do whatever this is because of whatever my position is on an organizational chart. In other words, great place to take notes, ladies and gentlemen. This person was inspired to do great things. And I want to go ahead and say this real quick. Again, another little pro tip I'll drop. So I may say, and people have said to me in different realms, different arenas over the years, Vernon, I'm a great leader. I'm a great leader at this. I'm a great leader at that. And there are different questions that I have asked people to really, in essence, for me to assess where they're at with different things, but also to, for them to take a moment to assess. And one of those questions that I've asked them simply is this, and I'll share it with you all here right now. When is the last time you inspired someone to do something great? Because leaders, true leaders, not just in title, true leaders inspire people every day to do great things. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, jotting this all down, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you wrote, and as you were, Talking about the compliance, and if, if they're only doing it to be compliant, so they don't, so they won't get in trouble. They're doing just enough. I'm I'm looking at that through the educational lens, and as a classroom teacher, were my students doing it? Were they doing something because they didn't want to get in trouble? Again, we we oftentimes uh, compliance is confused for engagement. Are kids doing it because they're fully engaged? Are they doing it because they, they they're enjoying it or are they doing it because they don't want to get in trouble? And I, I can't remember who said it, um, but it's like, would they do it if you weren't there? And I think that that's the true influence of whether you're a classroom teacher, whether you're a site leader, whether you're a business leader, whether you're whatever, if you weren't there would they continue to do it? I think that's the true major of, um, of influence. I, I think of one of my, one of my professors in my master's degree who, um, had amazing influence. She was one of my, uh, block leaders, Andrea Guillaume, Dr. Guillaume, if you're listening, this huge shout out to you that she had incredible influence in me. And, How do I know that? Because when she taught one of my statistics class in my educational master's program, I had the option of not taking the final because I had a good enough grade of going into the final. Um, I had the choice, take the final, don't take the final. And Vernon, I took the final, not because because I didn't want to let her down. Because if I hadn't taken the final, in my mind, it would have looked like I was taking the easy way out. And the influence that she had on me first as a student, well, always a student, but then even when I had moved into the teaching profession, I didn't want to be seen like that. And I think that that's probably one of the greatest compliments I could pay her is I did extra work because I didn't want to disappoint you. It, I wasn't being compliant. I was doing it because That's the influence that she had on me.
1: Isn't it interesting? What a great story. Ladies and gentlemen, you know that you do not come into any episode of this podcast without being ready to take notes, because I think we are all taking notes, whether physically on paper or mentally in our heads. What a great story. And and it really points out, and I have never met this lady, but sounds Mm -hmm. like a phenomenal lady. But isn't it interesting that she was, in essence, what John C. Maxwell would call a level five leader, level one being the lowest, level five being the highest. And isn't it interesting that she had such influence in your life that you took a final that you didn't even have to take? And she had told you it's cool if you don't Mm -hmm. take it. But when you take it because you don't want to disappoint someone, when you take it because of how much someone means to you, that's significant. And so I want to go ahead and ask those that are listening right now, whether you're a teacher, whether you're an administrator, whatever position you're in, as you interact with people, as you interact with people, do those people really believe that you care about them. And I've often shared this story in different spaces when I've had different speaking engagements. I'll share it here very briefly. And it's really kind of a construct. And of course there've been certain situations where teachers have had issues with certain students. And in some schools, you know, it's kind of set up, of course, each school is different. Each school district is different, but some schools are set up where you have what's called a buddy teacher Some of you may say, well, yeah, Vernon, man, I've had a buddy teacher before down the hallway from me. And you send the kid down the hallway to the buddy teacher. And the kid goes down the hallway to the buddy teacher. And lo and behold, ladies and gentlemen, for the rest of the school day, the student is a model student. Mm -hmm. There are no issues. And so one of the things that I ask people quite often is this, in that Short walk down the hallway, did a miracle happen and the student transformed, (laughs) right? That's not what happened. What happened was the student, even though, and this is a great place to take notes, folks, another pro tip, even though the student may not have necessarily articulated what I'm getting ready to say, this is what happened. The student, when they left the one room, where they were being challenged as self-regulating their behavior. And they went to this other room, their challenge in self-regulating their behavior was still there, but they went into an environment where they believed this teacher cares, cares about me, not just as a student, they care about me as a person, my family, Everything where I've come from, even situations, ladies and gentlemen, another great place to take notes. If students find out that they have something in common with you, and let me say this as well, even deeper, having something in common with the student goes well beyond your race or your culture. And I will just sharing here, I will share something that has surprised many students over the years. And it's something I've had in common with a lot of different students. The fact that I'm a gamer. And when I mention Xbox, the students, they just they Eyes come alive. Light up. Yeah. They come alive. So I, one of the things, and here's another little, a little pro tip. One of the things that I have asked students over the many years and the different places where I have been in uh, over my career and so grateful and so blessed to have been in those different spaces, I would often ask kids this question. And I've never had a kid refuse to answer, right? Never. I would ask them, i say, hey, if we got in our car, we got in a school bus, and we all as a class, we all as a group, we went to your house and we turned on your console, what game would be the first game to come up? And oh my goodness, Mr. Wright, I, I play Call of Duty, I play 2K, I play Madden, I play... I play this. I play that. I play. And and it's so interesting because over the many years, right, over the many years that I've been in the business, it's so interesting to me because I'm kind of like, wow, Uh, as what I'm thinking to myself, I wish they would talk that much when we're doing something academically. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But what but the secret was the secret was I found out something that mattered to them. And after I found out something that mattered to them and I engaged them in conversation about that, lo and behold, I couldn't get them to stop talking.
0: Yeah. Well, you again, I keep coming back to the, the first thing that you typed on that Twitter message was You're in the people business. Dr. Guillaume was in the people business with us, with, with, with me and every one of those students. She cared and we, we knew it not about our grades, not about how we were doing in the class. Her foundation was we were people. She wasn't teaching statistics. She was teaching people. And as teachers, we're not teaching students. Excuse me. We are teaching. We're not teaching content. We're not teaching math. And we're teaching people. Yeah, that's the content that we're delivering. But we have to remember that it's people that we're delivering it to. And when you make the connection, I was talking with a student today kiddo was having a rough day had a rough day and we got to talking about something uh, uh, power Rangers to what it was and I was like hey did you know that I've I've actually met the red power Ranger and it, and it was like whoop, an immediate shift and everything immediate everything like in the moment everything immediate. just just went back to really. And I tried to pull up a picture on my phone. And it was like from de-escalation from just like that. And I love how you said like the gamer, it's like, what, you, Mr. Wright, you're you're a, you game. And it's like, yeah, I I can game too. I mean, I I think that's fantastic. I think that's fantastic. Like you said, and not a
1: single student or single person has ever not answered that question. Not a single, not a single one. They're, they're surprised because they're kind of like, you know, now the kids don't say it this way, right? They, they haven't said it this way over the years. And some of the kids that, uh, that uh, you know, I was in the classroom with many years ago, those kids are like fully grown. They have families, they have kids, right? Um, but it was kind of funny because kids were kind of looking at me and they would be like, this is what they would be thinking, right? And they would kind of hit around, but not necessarily articulate it this way. In some respects, I may not necessarily fit the traditional gamer demographic, <laughs> but mm-hmm. that was that was really to be very honest with you that much more of an appeal to them it made it that much more intriguing how is this guy that we see as an older guy like how is this guy yeah how does he know what call of duty is about how does he know what 2k is about of course that's short for nba 2k yeah how does he know what madden is about how like how does he know what these things are about like like what what is so in other words He's piqued our interest. Yeah, We want to learn more about him. Now, there's a very subtle thing there, and there's a nuance there. So, in other words, as I'm trying to to learn about them, guess what happens, folks? Once I connect to something that's important to them, then they want to learn about me. Mm -hmm. And I will say this, another great place to take notes, that's when learning changes from a one-way street to a two-way street, and wherever we have a two-way street, we've got two-way communication.
0: Yep, and it, it just—we've it, had previous episodes of the podcast that all about relationships. Chapter two in my book is the power of relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's really what we're talking about here. Is when you have a relationship with somebody, um, you're going to get a whole lot more deep. You're going to get a lot more out of those, out of that student, and again it's an, this is an educational podcast, but this applies to everything. I mean, whether it's like you said, whether it's the vice president in the corporate office, it doesn't matter if you, if you establish a relationship with somebody, people don't, you said something earlier about people leaving the profession. And I've heard
1: people don't leave jobs. They leave bosses. There you go. They leave bosses. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, at the time, um, it's been many, many years ago, but the stats at the time were that uh, 80%, 80% of people did not leave a position or, or change jobs due to a life event like marriage or having kids or something like that or promotion, you know, all things that are normal life events, right? Yeah. 80% left and it's been many years ago so that, you know, the data is not current, um, may not still be, but... They left because of their immediate supervisor. And I want to say this, we in the business talk a lot about how important relationships are and how key relationships are. And I know that there are people out there that may be saying, you know, uh, you guys are talking about relationships. Wow, this is great. I've heard other people talking about it. What can you give me here on this podcast right now that I can take and tomorrow right? If you're listening to this in the morning on your way to work, you can use it later today during your workday. What is it that I can use to try to build a relationship with someone, an authentic relationship, not a fake one, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm going to tell you this. If people perceive that your motives are not genuine and that you do not have an altruistic motive, Mm -hmm. they're not going to open up to you. And so Here's one of the things that I've used over the years as I have visited different places, and it's been such a great uh, question that has brought about so many wonderful dialogues. And simply, ladies and gentlemen, it's this. If you really didn't hear anything else that I have said, this is truly the place to take notes and to listen to over and over and over again. But simply, I'll walk up to someone and I'll ask them, what is it right now, this second, that you're working on that you're absolutely passionate about? Mm. And then I just shut up. Mm. I close my mouth and I listen. And I want to tell, tell you, ladies and gentlemen that are listening, as I've asked that question so many times over the years, I've had so many people say, Mr. Wright, Vernon, you're the first person in my whole life that's ever asked me that. Hmm. And so uh, a little teaser here for those that, that uh, you know, might be listening to this. Uh, I go deeper into this during speaking engagements and in other places where I am with what I call the big three questions that every single leader should be asking the big three questions. But that's the first of the big three. Just walking up to someone and asking them, what is it right now? I'll repeat that. What is it right now that you're working on that you're absolutely passionate about doesn't have to be professional doesn't have to be personal it can be anything what is it that you're working on right now we're going to repeat it because we know that in learning especially the adult learning model repetition is our friend right especially when it comes in threes yep what is it that you're working on right now that you are absolutely passionate about and i will tell you ladies and gentlemen you just stand there you close your mouth And as we say in the educational profession, you give wait time. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to tell you this, in the years that I have done this, this is field tested (laughs) by yours truly. I have never had a person look at me and say, I wish that you had never asked me that question. I don't like that you asked me Mm -hmm. that question. Have never had that happen folks. And I've done this for years. So if you're a leader right now, And I'm just going to say this. If you're a leader right now, which really it's everyone that's listening to this because everyone should have influence. But if you're a leader listening to this right now and you don't know what the people around you are passionate about, it's time to stop, pause, and reflect. Because I'm going to tell you something, folks. Whatever it is that you want to do to go to the next level, to achieve the next level, to conquer the next level, to do whatever great big thing that you're wanting to do. The chances are could be some exceptions. But the chances are that it is going to involve people. Mm-hmm. And isn't it interesting how that brings us all the way around full circle To really where we started, which was really the fact, the epiphany, if you will, that we are in the people business.
0: Exclamation point, period, (laughs) end of sentence. No, (laughs) it's just, I mean, when you asked that question, when you said like, I immediately started thinking and and the thought that my mind was like, everybody loves to talk about what they love. I mean, you're for the gaming example. You say that to some tenth to tenth grade, tenth grader. My my son's in eleventh grade. I say like, what are you? Pa-? I mean, it may be gaming, but if that's what he or she is in love with right now, they're going to tell you. I'm passionate about my drawing. I'm passionate about singing. I'm passionate about writing. I'm writing a book. I mean, when people ask me what what are you it, it, it fills your tank. And I just love how you said, and then I shut up. I asked a question and, and I, shut, I up shut up <laughs> and let them go. That's what I, I was thinking. And Listen, you just, you that active listening, when you ask a question, then shut up and actually listen to them and let them have the floor. I think that is so, wow, Vernon, that uh, what a great place to end with that question. And I, and I think for anybody listening, I love how I always try like, okay, so what are we going to walk away with? And you've already done that. I don't even really have to sum up. But, but that last question is as a leader and you and you put it in there too, you don't have to be an, a, a principal to be a leader. If you're a teacher, you're a leader. If you're, a, if you're an a, I mean, everybody is leading somebody. Somebody, somebody is going to be following you. So it doesn't matter what your title is. You are a leader. You have influence. We just have to remember we're in the people business. So Vernon, wow outstanding as i've said many times it's like if if nobody else is listening it doesn't matter because i got something out of this and and, but i can tell you people are going to listen to this and people are going to get something out of this so vernon thank you thank you thank you thank you i really appreciate you sharing your your passion because i can tell what you're passionate about and i've just gotten to listen to you which is awesome
1: you're very very gracious it's a great honor to have been here on the podcast, a great honor to have been here with your listeners. And I just want to say again, and I know we said this at the beginning of the episode, but I, I really feel compelled to share this really from my heart, my soul, and my spirit. If you're listening to this right now, which you are, yeah. obviously, whether you're a follower of this podcast, whether you got to this and you said, hey, a friend just told me to check this out, that I might like it. And you don't even listen to this podcast. I want to let you know right now that it's no accident that you're listening. It's no coincidence. It's truly, and this is going to be heavy, but I think you all can handle it. It's truly a date with destiny. So I go ahead and I ask this as we're here in 2022, for the rest of the year and beyond, I want you to really think about this. Are you using your gifts to elevate other people, because a true leader can walk into any space and inspire people to do great things.
0: Amen. That's all I'm going to say. We'll finish it with amen. So Vernon, for anyone who is not already familiar with you and your work and is not following you online, uh, how can they do so?
1: Yeah, great question. Here's the thing that I will share with folks that may say, you know, this Vernon Wright guy is kind of interesting. I might like to find out more about him across all socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, what have you. Mm-hmm. At sign the T H E, right, my last name, that's with a W, W R I G H T, leader, L E A D E R, at sign the right leader altogether, no spaces. Again, that's right with a W across all socials. If you would say, you know, Vernon, this is cool. I'd like to see where you've been on some other podcasts as well. Very simply, go to the right speaker, dot com and enjoy yourself. Because I want to tell you this right now, I have enjoyed being here on this podcast with you all. What an honor and what a privilege.
0: Wow. Vernon, thank you. I'm going to go to therightspeaker.com and check out some of your other things. So I'm sure I'm not going to be the only one. So again, I appreciate you uh, bringing, bringing your wisdom, bringing the word to, to encourage people to, to um, maximize their influence and love people and elevate people. So Vernon, thank you. And for everyone listening, Thank you for listening. I know I would say, I hope you got something out of this, but I know you got something out of this. Thank you for listening. If you haven't already done so, if you're like Vernon said, if this is your first time finding the podcast and you like what you heard, subscribe. We're in every podcatcher, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts. you can listen directly on my website at brentcoley.com on the podcast page. Um, Hopefully you'll get something out of those other episodes. Vernon, once again, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, For everyone listening, thank you. And until next time, have a good one.